from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn. Vince Noble, Bill George, and uh, Slick. Yo. Looking uh, quite uh, quite slick today. I think he's got a fresh uh, head blade uh, job done last night before the concert. He had to go hang out with Brooks and Dunn last night. Oh, so he's Mr. Baby. he's Mr. Superstar hanging back with the boys, you know. You're Drinking just, Kool-Aid. You're just jealous, man. I am. I am. I mean, I miss those days. Not really. I want to know uh, how Travis Tritt was. Oh, it was, was awesome. Was he good? Oh, tra- oh, hey, look, all of them were awesome. Like, yeah. I, I don't even know who L.B. Shane is, but he's like one of those new pop He's rock. a new kid. Yeah. Yeah, no, he he did a bang-up job, too. But, like, Travis Tritt really, it, it was weird, too, because Travis Tritt actually had a accident before he went on stage. Uh, people were actually talking about it on our post and stuff like that. But he came out, did the show. Uh, very patriotic. You got, go to uh, QYK. They've got all the stories because oh, yeah. they were there. But uh, Yeah, Lana Luna Luna Glaney Lana <laughs> was there. But uh, Travis Tritt gave this like very patriotic pro-American speech. Good for it him. Brought, he's always been good. Good. Yeah. Rah, rah. Yeah, I mean, he's a good guy. Yeah, brought a tear to my eyes. Like, yeah. man, this is it. But, Bill George wasn't there because he was out crawling around in the mud and the, down <laughs> in the grud and the dirt and the scum. That's why he didn't pick up the tickets, I say, for him at work. When, when I say that, it makes it sound like he was actually hardcore hog hunting, but what he was really doing was <laughs> wrestling with the FWC. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <Same thing. laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later on for sure because uh, – but it was a good night last night. It was uh, I, I enjoyed the rain for some reason. I was. Did you get rain? I mean, it was nice. It poured. Really? Were you were over there out there in uh, Bel Air? Hey. You home to Bel Air? Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, uh, hey. it was nice. Hey, talk into the mic, sir. Yeah. Don't you worry about me, Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. got this. Rookie amateur. Uh, Wait, here's Bill calling me the amateur. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's what All I mean. Right. That's uh-huh. what I mean. I should tell you something. That's why I don't yes, sit in that sir. seat. <laughs> yes, sir. But uh, we, we should have a little bit of rain uh, if you're planning to head out uh, to the woods or water today. It's going to be a little drizzly in certain areas. And then supposedly there's a cold front that's pushing through. What? And uh, tomorrow's going to be nice. How's that going to affect my fishing tomorrow? I'm going ah, fishing in the morning. It should be nice if you get nope, out there. With, actually, it would be better this evening than it would be tomorrow uh, after the pass after it passes things settle down it shouldn't be too bad yeah this station wouldn't run without me today so i'm stuck so. Uh, oh yeah well, well, well we appreciate you coming in and gracing us with your presence <laughs> so where are you fishing tomorrow are you going offshore inshore no, it'll be uh, inshore fresh? i'll probably go over here by the uh 275 fish up under those little bridges up under there I've really? caught, yeah i've caught uh, a couple of redfish some I caught a mackerel there once. That Wait a minute, really... are you talking about there uh, off of uh, the end of Fourth Street there? Yeah, you go. Really? All, yeah, keep on looking. I've caught some stuff. There's you have to kind of get up under that bridge a little bit. There's a just kind of like a normal pass. They're just shooting through there, 
I thought I lined a snook one time. I thought I saw it jump out of the water, but it was too dark for me to tell. Uh, but it's there's really good fishing over there. It's kind of th- grungy, but snook ladyfish. Yeah. Every every time it's I go down there, and every time I go down there and fish that spot, I always end up doing the same thing. Swim, swimming. Yeah, you got to yeah. get go like, swimming because there's not, there's not, I never catch anything there except puffer <laughs> fish and uh, you know whatever else decides to as you just pointed out swim through a wallet in its drunken stupor, yeah. going from Tampa Bay over to the backside by the airport. I think I'm just going to take the shortcut, go all this way. Oh, crap, just uh, just pull into McDonald's, get a snack real quick. If you wait till Tuesday, you could actually keep that trout, redfish, or snook. Yeah, and when duck season starts up, uh, uh, (laughs) you'll be seeing a lot of boats uh, parked there. So uh, get ready to hack your way through those guys. Like, although they get out really early and... Yeah. You know, yeah, they're usually there way I gotta get What I got to get my hands on is a kayak because there's a spot where I've been watching these dudes, and I don't know what they're pulling up, but they were just, like, tagging everything they could. Was, they dropped that line in the water, bam, pull something up, and it's over there. You have the bridge that you go under that comes uh, as you're going around 275. You go over it, and you're on to 4th Street. Well, there's the one that's farther off to your left. Mm-hmm. I want to say that's part of 275. Yeah, that's cutting over towards Almerton. Yeah. But they are always pulling something up over there. I wonder if they're like Mago Snapper. Back there, I would think so. You know, that canal that you're describing that that goes underneath that other bridge, in the old, old days, some people may remember this. If you do, you can call in. Way back in the old days, (laughs) you would would go across Howard Franklin Bridge, get off there at Roosevelt. Of course, they had the welcoming center. I remember that. (laughs) But there was a path. You parked on the grass, and there was a path. They walked down the edge of the canal next to the mangroves. Pretty shady looking, uh, you know. It was like uh, you had to know where you were going. And at the end of it was um, a gentleman who was there, had his own little uh, fish camp there, who would sell blue crabs. And he eventually moved that area over towards Gandy. And it was right there on Gandy, right next to where the crab shack is. And then it mysteriously burned down, if you remember Back here, so do you remember that's the name? a long time ago? Do you I remember that place? Do you never I remember, remember the name? place, but I don't remember the guy's name. You don't remember you, in the old days, he started. You had to go down that path, right? You went down there, and it was like, Where am I going back there, slick? If you walk back there, because we in our hardcore fishing waiting days with my brothers, <laughs> we used to go down to the end of that trail and walk off. And when you walk about 10 feet out, all of a sudden, there is no bottom. It's all oysters. It's like a big giant horseshoe of an oyster bar that goes all the way around the mangroves, and in the middle of it, it drops off. It used to drop off to about like thirty feet. It was a ginormous hole back there, and uh, we would walk those oyster bars with our best, you know, store bought tennis shoes, and fish that edge (laughs) and haul redfish out of there so fast that you couldn't. So they may still be there. Yeah, with the amount of redfish that are making a comeback, right, Bill George? In, uh, Loaded in Tampa Bay, <laughs> uh, they might be in there. And of course, mangrove snapper love that type of territory as well. Yeah. And we walked that ring, that whole thing, until we got tired of walking all the way around. And then we would just swim across. And there's a couple of channels that actually shoot off underneath there, over across it, that go back and cut literally through all the way to Clearwater Airport. You just got to hack your way through and mangrovey and be hardcore through there. But you get back there, and there's open spots where there are snook living that have never seen a human being. Man. 
And I mean, I'm talking 40, 42, uh, 45 inch. I mean, monsters. That's what I want to get, like a paddleboard or a kayak, something I can like just get low and just go right in there. Because that's, oh, man. Don't cut any branches. Don't let anybody know you can get through there. Bill, which, I need, which the, I just I need did. the inside Iggy on <laughs> yeah, how to thanks. get through there. Yeah. <laughs> but you get back in there, and sometimes they'll make it to the opening. It kind of wise out a little bit and opens. And when that tide starts flowing through, especially on an outgoing tide, they get on that other end of that canal and hang there like cordwood. They just literally hang in the current. And you can literally hear them just like going, whoop, whoop. You know, when Snook hit, yep. yeah. you just hear that. And, uh, and they're big. They're not like like little brim or anything. I mean, it's <laughs> like somebody taking a paddle and whoop, hitting the top of the water. And uh, we hauled some. No, there's no fish over there. <laughs> no, the red tide took them all out. Everybody knows our, yeah, now Bill George will tell you, they're, they're all dead. They're all dead. They're all dead. They're they're gone. They're dead. There's 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 no more. So anyway, it was a good trip. You had a good trip. Everything I very, okay? I had a very very productive trip up there too. Uh, no, flat <laughs> no flat tires. No flat tires. No Chucky Schnawak Day out there selling pork sandwiches. Nothing like that. No no. I I I made my first entrance into a Bucky's. You know I've heard. A what? A Bucky's. Your first trip? Oh, what man, is a Bucky's? A, that, it's like a Wal- if Walmart decided to have a gas station that wasn't white trash. Let's put what, it this what way. Is, what is <laughs> you've been in you've been in gas stations before, right? Well, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah a couple, sure. Okay. Yeah. You you know kind of like Wawa how it's kind of a little a step up over your, like your Circle K's and that. Like you said, this is this is more in line with a mini Walmart. To give you some type of perspective, outside of Bucky's, there was two forklifts to offload product as it comes in on trucks. It, it, it bring you have that many, that much product in there. Where There's, was this? Where was this Bucky's located? I, I turned don't around. Know I was in the St. Augustine, the exit up there that I was at. at oh, Saint yeah, so you were at the new one, the one over in Dayt- near Daytona. The, I, di- I didn't do the Daytona one. I saw it as I got on off of I-4 onto 95 going north. It's right there. There's a Bucky's there. It's giant. Yeah, so it, these are two islands. I, I don't know if you can see the picture, Bill, but um, these are the these are fuel islands, both diesel and regular. So you get tractor trailers. It, it can house up to, like, 50 cars. Nobody's waiting on fuel ever. And this whole never building, heard right? of them. Oh it, man, you're missing out. Inside, never, inside, never heard of them. The inside, they have uh, chopped brisket sandwiches. Was real. I, that's what I ended it up smells getting. Smells like cinnamon. But they have, they have <laughs> a whole kind of like a deli, but there must be 25, 30 feet of nothing but bays of jerky behind that deli. You could get every type. I mean, from turkey to to beef, it's it's just where every they, flavor. Where, where's Bucky's out of? Is it another northern invasion like uh, Wawa I think or it's Midwestern. Culver's? Or uh, no, it's a Midwestern thing, but I'm glad. That's one of those ones I'm glad invaded. It's awesome. Really? I, so we uh, stopped. Wawa's not bad. No, yeah, compared to Bucky's, Wawa is like. 7-Eleven no, no. in the like bad part of it's town. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like the old Little General that's still just hanging on. Oh, yeah. No. Does anybody even remember Little General? I do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's come on. It. I mean, it's been a well, no, remember, remember Stuckies? packs and all that. Watch. Now, Stuckies, well, I do Stuckies miss. Let, me, let me show you Wawa. Stuckies, Bill I George, do miss. would you rather go to Wawa or go back to Bucky's? Uh, Bucky's. Yeah, see? Told you. You're going to go to Bucky's once. You'll be like, I don't, I don't know why I shop anywhere. No, why no, don't no. I drive it, like 60 miles just to go fill up a tank? I'm going to assume that they're only located on like interstates. No, no. Go look up what their salaries are at Bucky's. 
Go look up at uh, the salary. What, you already looking for a job? <laughs> Bill's no. like, I stopped at a job in application. They have it posted gonna, outside. We're going to see Bill George uh, yeah. out there being like a greeter for Bucky's. Like, <laughs> you got to try the brisket sandwich. Yeah. It's delicious. No, it, 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 they are not skimpers <laughs> when it comes to playing their uh, their employees. That is I, so I will funny. say that. If you, if you need an entry-level job... Um, Fourteen forty four is that what I'm seeing? That's 14? what you're seeing, yeah. That was that's been like that before they were like up in pay raises because when I the first one I stopped at was over in like Mississippi, Missouri, somewhere. We were on our way back from a training event, and with the military, by the way, yeah. So they actually had like this sign out there. They've always been paying fifteen dollars, but they're making that money every day. Like all those guys are working, it's arms to arm, but people of stuff, it's amazing. Well, you if you're go sucking that kind of money out of Bill George, then obviously <laughs> they're making pretty good bank. I, so. I was talking to a friend of ours. They went over to one, and they spent three hundred dollars in there. Oh, easily. On, if man. you're not careful, it's easy to do. Then well, it must have had the old rubber tomahawks and the train whistles. Otherwise, there's no it, reason to stop. We don't have to I worry about a Bucky's in Pinellas County because there's no room Here, for one. Look, look at this. Look at this. This is like, oh man. This stupid website brought me. I, I wanted to show you. Uh, is that the symbol for Bucky's a beaver? Yeah, Bucky the beaver. Uh oh. Okay. Here's the jerky wall. It's hard to see. I wish. I don't know why I can't click on that Bucky's picture. Bucky's careers. Join our team today. You gotta wear. Yeah. Very gotta diverse wear. too. <laughs> I, I just say that that in Lilla itself was an experience. I guess uh, you seem pretty impressed. So. Obviously, we just spent ten minutes looking at the website. <laughs> <I'm telling you. laughs> Join the Bucky's cult. You know, I was happy whenever I would just find that one little uh, grocery store between Inglis and uh, Salem, Florida that was still around. Remember that one used to be on the right-hand side? I can't remember. It was like Jane's or something, and now it's closed. So there's like nothing. You know, it was like the old, old days where if you didn't pick it up in Crystal River, you ain't, you getting, were, nothing. You ain't getting nothing until you had Perry or Tallahassee. That was scary, too. You drive, you're like, there's no gas. Dark. Hey, dude, you got one headlight out. That's how you knew when you had your headlights out. When it was dark enough where you could see there was one side <laughs> that was actually not lit up. All right, we're taking a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. I'm glad we got off my secret fishing hole. And we're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right back, you guys. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody. Welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Vince Noble, Bill George, and Slick. Yo. Hanging out with you this morning. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to go uh, look at our Facebook page, please do. Go and uh, like and follow. That way you can get those alerts when Vince gets uh, some wild hair up his boo between his feet <laughs> and decides to uh, make some sort of crazy video. He put one up there last night. It was really nice. He did a really good. It, was look, oh, it looked you. pretty slick. It looked really slick. And then um, uh, Bill George has been religiously posting his uh, gator killing skills on I, there and Carlos and I everybody. Failed, I failed to post the last one. What the what? The what? I tell you, I've been on such a run. It's like when I slow down, I'll post a picture and then I never stopped. Yeah. And then uh, there's, there's, we're trying to uh, keep it a little more fresh and keep it going and all that kind of stuff with some info and, and all that kind of stuff. But. Uh, yesterday, of course, I wanted to get this off the uh, off the show as quickly as possible before it degrades into just a firefight. Um, 
as you saw on the news, I love how you know no one talked about any of this and stuff until it made the news, and uh, then all the other captains and everybody around the globe starts talking about. It. I mean, it made national news that uh, the FWC has decided to do something about the Goliath Grouper. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not necessarily true. Well, uh, you know, it, it sure sounded like a firestorm on social media of those that like and those that dislike uh, the idea of someone going out and uh, getting themselves a uh, a big fat fish. I like some of the captains that say one thing and do the opposite. Well, <laughs> that's always a good thing. It's, that seems to be quite the disease that's it, out there these days. You mean they talk out of two sides of their face? Yeah, you know, one one day no. one day there's not enough redfish to feed a family of none, and then uh, next it's like, oh, there's a plenty of redfish. <laughs> that's what Bill George out there. was telling me. He came in and he's like, "Ah, your spot, the, you know that they were talking about. And it's just not going to be filled with fish like you think it is." Nope. Uh, you know what? That spot we were talking about, it's there's, dead. There's uh, never, absolutely. There's never been any but fish in there whatsoever. I was mistaken. I was, well, uh, I was on the They dropped skyway. some garbage sewage back there, and it's dead. It's well, a dead zone. F-R. But anyway, well, the uh, it, it made national headlines. It was on MSM. It was on well, uh, all these other places. And I love it because most of the headlines that I saw started with these words. FWC allows killing. Of Goliath Grouper for the first time in over 30 years. <laughs> let's let's well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, Don't say it that way because now you're thinking that you're going to go out. And we have already talked about this where we're going to get the big one. Now you got us getting the little tiny itty bitty one. Well, and but, the and the thing is, right, Bill George, that um, let, they're thinking about doing it with a slot limit type let, thing. That's and, what, and let me tell you what happened at the commission meeting. Okay, there was a draft rule. The, the rulemaking process is they come to the commission, which we've come to the commission before with rules and proposals to and discussions to open the season. But That was on Wednesday, correct? But yes, and they turned around and they came to the staff presented the commissioners with the draft rule to allow for 200 fish to be harvested from the state minus... Palm Beach and all that that coast, all down there, where they have had a tremendous amount of opposition to the harvest down that's there. That's where all the divers go. That's that's the, a the tourist it, divers. Can we that, just get them to California? Yeah, that <laughs> is that is where a lot of those eco uh, dive operations are that are very active in taking people out to go see Goliath. And so I thought the commission did a great job in just saying, hey, instead of saying you can't dive on this wreck or can't dive or fish on these wrecks, they just shut down that part of the coast. Boom. Okay. And they passed a, passed a draft rule that was going to allow for 200 fish to be harvested, 20 inches to 36-inch slot. Okay. So now it, it, it may not be the same Body style fish, but a cobia has to be 36 inches to start keeping it. Okay, but a Goliath goes out of out of slot when it gets to 36 inches. How but, did they get their number 200? Where did that even come from? There's that, so many more out a, there. It, it, but it is such a conservative number that the biologists can say it will have no major negative impact on this fish continuing 
to recover. They're trying to make it uh, where everybody is uh, everybody is satisfied. Everybody has uh, a piece. Everybody gets a piece. Now remember, th- I love how they referred to in all the press as the gentle giants that they are. You know, <laughs> gentle. They've eaten like a shark. <laughs> yeah, gentle, gentle giants. And uh, Bill George is right. Um, uh, they go on to state that, you know, these fish can weigh anywhere between three and 400 pounds, actually over that. And uh, it was back in 1990 when they closed it down because they said that they were being overfished, which leads me to the one where I get all these people on social media going, why would you want those things anyway? Why would you want they're all wormy? And I go, well, apparently they were pretty good back in the 90s because we had to shut it down because so many people were catching them. Well, and uh, I know my, that my they, grandfather used to do charters for the Jewfish. Yeah, and uh, you, the thing you missed out on was that you got to pay the ten dollar application fee. They're, they're going to model it right now after the special opportunity hunt, and then it's a random drawing. Which is a, yes, you pay an application fee and a random drawing. The so if you're can, awarded the permit, it's. Five hundred dollars so is what was in the draft. Do rule. I get my money back if I don't win? No, <laughs> no, no. You don't. but that 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 is what was in the draft rule. Okay, but it also says that uh, uh, that it's hook and line uh, only. only, no spear fishing, no spear fishing. Okay, which, which makes no sense. Which whatever. which is one of the things I turned around and went up there and advocated for the fact that they should uh, allow spear fishermen. And I will say the CCA went up there and supported the opening of the um, Goliath and awesome. and everything. So they, they were good in doing that. But uh, the commissioners challenged them to come back with a few changes b- when it comes back for final. One is to bring the cost down, okay? FWC covered their cost of doing all their man hours to run the program and to turn around and make some money. And the commissioners were like, uh, we, we don't want to turn this into a money-generating thing, per se. Well, that's what everybody is, is accusing them of. Because they're saying, dude, we're, why would I go pay $500 to catch a 36-inch or 20 or 36-inch? I don't have to go offshore to catch that. Uh, you want to catch a Goliath grouper in that slot range? You go right here into the mangroves or go over there that, by uh, well, that Porter Meisner Tampa. Bridge. Meisner Bridge, yeah. uh, John's Pass. I mean, that, you don't have to go anywhere. That is exactly where they're expecting you to catch them, and that is why you have that slot limit is because they're making these our inshore fish. Okay, For not, $500. N- well, that I may th- not even get a chance to catch. They, yeah, after you spent your 10 nuts. bucks, they, they turn around, and that, that was their intention is to keep that – the size of the fish before it moves offshore, okay? Keep in mind, they're making a rule that's going against the feds, per se, because the feds has zero allocate zero pounds that they're allowed to keep. So that you want to keep it in state waters and everything else. So we don't, we don't want to turn around and muck up the argument with the feds, in my opinion. But I mean... Bring it on, Fed I, boy. Yeah, I, I really. I, uh, <laughs> I think everybody's ready to go to war against the feds anyway and, right about now. And and the people who are against this see it exactly like I do. It's a foot in the door. I know you got to start with something as conservative as it may seem. you got to get something out there. 
part of what you're going to have to do is take a fin clip. They have a vial with some solution in it. You got to take a fin clip. Yeah, and, and you got to send it to it. So you, I got to work now too. I got to pay five hundred yeah. bucks and work. No, yeah. five hundred and ten dollars. No, no, no. You can the road and all this other stuff that they're going to want me to do. Yeah, and not only that, but gas, boat, whatever it else you, it is, that fish is going to cost that thirty or twenty inch fish is going to cost you a uh, grand. Well, the thing is, you can turn around and put in as many applications as you want. So if you want to spend. $1,000, and that's what I have a problem with, knowing the special opportunity hunts like they do. There are people who put in two, three, four thousand $4,000 in applications, and then they're running charters off of the, the hunts that they get awarded. But a couple things I did here, they're not let, looking at letting them be transferable. So let's say you're a captain. Legally, you can't turn around and sink a bunch of money into it, get it, and legally let somebody else harvest it. And they're going to be doing background checks on anybody who's drawn. Come on. Are you kidding me now? Wow, that's that was that's new because nobody said anything oh, about yeah. that on social media. No, no, media. you got to pass a background check. Well, now, what's, what's, why? Let me find out if they, you owe money to the IRS, but now you can't get that. I haven't paid your child support. I want, you know? I want to know if my life jacket ticket is a violation <laughs> that could just <laughs> well the sad Bill part George, is i told you you don't need hey. a life jacket to go hunt hogs listen sad part is is that like with any time they make a law like this and they make it out of reach for the normal let's say everyday joe that goes out there how many respondents i saw on there said how much is the ticket if i catch a goliath grouper because you know what i'm willing to risk a 200 dollars ticket or a 150 dollars ticket Instead of paying over five hundred dollars uh, for a fish that uh, that only feed about ten people, you know. So, uh, and I know that on Wednesday, uh, according to the Tallahassee Democrat, only about twenty stakeholders, you know, showed up, uh, raised public comments, and uh, they are still gonna. I think they're gonna. Look at some other changes coming up in March. Is that what Th they what decided? It is, what it is is it passed draft. Commissioners asked for some changes. One of the commissioners wanted to go from 20 inch to like 22 or 24 inch. You tighten the slot up just a little bit, make it where you can't keep quite as small of a fish. One commissioner wanted to raise the price. A couple of them wanted to lower the price. So staff is going to have to weave through this because many of these commissioners have been opposed to opening any season on Goliath, okay? And because of the closure in southeast Florida, complete closure, and the way they have structured some of it, they were willing to sign on at this point. It could completely change, and I have seen it change when it goes to something like final where they got to pass it, okay? Well, so, let me ask you this. Uh, I know that you had a lot of people – uh, opposing it as well, and of course they named them. They were like uh, conservationists, which you know I don't know where, how you get that title. But researchers, owners of dive shops and dive charter businesses, Guy Harvey disagreed <laughs> with the decision. Recreational anglers had mixed opinions, with some welcoming the open season. Others wanted a limited harvest and said it wasn't enough. <clears throat> this woman actually said that she was shocked that the FWC ignored the science and approved the draft rule to start with, 
uh, because Goliath grouper are on the decline. Uh, it says scientific evidence shows that adult Goliath grouper numbers are declining. Uh, she works for a project examining Goliath groupers during spawning off Palm Beach County. Where it will be closed. Reef survey shows that the spawning aggression sites uh, this year had fewer breeders compared to 10 years so ago. we we got to bring you up to speed. It's not aggression. It's aggregation. Aggregation, whatever it is. <laughs> but uh, in that one particular area, which I find fascinating, where you have all these divers that are hand-feeding them and petting them and naming names, all of a sudden, they're not there anymore, or what? they're not acting like Goliath Grouper anymore. Maybe because they're being harassed on a daily basis, they went, eh, I'm out of here. I'm going to go head down south, what? or I'm going to head up north. It, it is funny because the scientists talked about that and how the increased fishing pressure, because people have identified those, the increased fishing pressure and the other interactions can cause them to go somewhere you else. You want the true numbers, you just go call Dean Palmer and the St. Pete Diving Club, Yep, and they'll tell you what's up, because yeah. they're out there. Well, as with anything, we'll take a break, and we'll mull it over during the break, and when we come back, we'll still be screaming about it, so it ought to be fun. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. Pass the donuts. I'm getting geared up. You heard me before the break say pass the donuts. That yeah, was a quick well, break. I know before the, in the middle of the week you said you were going to email me some commercials and I never saw those. You know why? Because I uh, couldn't. I'm not. I'm not 14 years old. I'm not tech savvy enough to know how to take them from my messages and send them to your email address. <laughs> Apparently, you're not. You're from the Stone Age. You forget yes. how a pen and pencil work too. You just, I, I, those I, I, I can work fine. You stab it in the eye and then you go for the juggler vein. I know exactly how they work. I'm just saying that I, I, I got to wait till my kids get home and they can actually show me how to do that and send it from my You've messages. You've called me from every them. other thing this past week about every other thing. Why didn't you tell me about that? I've been here oh, you all mean, week. Oh you, mean, oh, you mean all those ones that the original texts were sent to? Uh, wait, you <coughs> said that he was going to do the PSA last week? Well, yeah. He, I, did you do them? I did not send them to him. <laughs> Quit. Were you not listening? Yeah, I see. I like how he looks at me like I'm going to be the one. I'm the, I'm the victim. He's here. the victim. <laughs> you, you're going to run slick off. He won't be here next yeah. week. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you guys think this is the worst I've had to deal with? He's yeah. going to go full time into the Marine Corps yeah. and just say, screw it. The, I'm done. I know before the break, Marines we were talking about disgusting. the Goliath grouper, and he's just inhaled a uh, Goliath donut like donut. it was a. No, That's what we named our Goliath grouper was Braden. If I'd have done it with like a Goliath, it would have been done in the first thirty whoop. seconds, and I would have I would have choked on half of it while I was screaming during the break. But, but we were talking about some of the license fees and that, and you know, for me, five hundred dollars is, and I said this at the commission meeting: if if you're going to pay five hundred dollars, you need to be able to harvest a Goliath. Grouper. A 500-pound okay. fish. I'm you, with, you, I, yes, I feel like that was a conversation we've had here on air twice. before. Twice. Yeah, okay. twice. Well, like, but if they lower it, if they lower it, that, that'll that allow it to be so it's not as, as you know, to be able to be some of the first people to harvest 
a Goliath in 30-some years legally. Should be a and, monster. And it's gonna, yeah, picture. it's going to be like 10 years before they actually get to ha- harvest an actual Goliath grouper. Now they're just harvesting grouper. That should yeah. be a monster. It should be one, like I said last week, they're hanging on the back of a tow but, truck. But I'm all good in getting it started somewhere. Nah, okay? Because what we have is we have a stock assessment that we cannot get validated because we haven't been <laughs> catching anything. <laughs> But I feel like we just have a failure to communicate. It's like it, it, it is right. It is, it, and you know what? It's a failure. Well, you know what it is? Is there's too many people, and we can reduce this all the way down. If every commission meeting would start with the words, "Hi, Mr. George, welcome in. Are you a current fishing license holder? No, sir, I don't have one. Thank you for coming. Next." Get the, out. The other Next. people are considerate stakeholders. No, they're not. No, yes, they they're are. Not. Stakeholders they have no stake in anything. They're not paying for a license. They're not paying the FWC salary. They're not helping uh, with any conservation crap unless they're buying a T-shirt with a rainbow on it. They, it doesn't have anything to do with Goliath. There is a lot of money generated by EcoTour. But as you see... Why doesn't somebody stand up and go, the reason why the Goliath grouper, according to the biologists, is because you maniacs are down there wanting to pet them and get pictures with them. I mean, if, oh. I, if, if I was going out into the woods and trying to go up and pet every deer that I saw out there, what do you think they'd do? They run away, go find someplace. There's where some that'll eat out of your hands. But the equators are just way. like with the alligators too. There's guys with the airboats running around looking at the alligators. Correct. But so it's kind of the same thing. Alligators are primitive species that'll stay there because so. it just wants to stay there. But slick, I turn around. If if there's a ten dollar application fee and you there's a fee if you turn around and get drawn, like let's say five hundred dollars. How much you think I got to pay if I get drawn? You you probably nothing. You've got the inside Iggy. He, he's <laughs> got the FWC. FW, they're like, oh, Bill George, oh. he gets a license regardless. Yeah, so he don't even pay the five hundred. That, that's not that's because, favoritism. That's not because of a age thing where you're not required to get a license. You're no, not old enough. No, for that. no. The the what they are structuring this off is the the recre- the quota special opportunity hunt structure, which. When I bought my lifetime license, I was exempt from any new fees, FWC, where it's to ever come up with for recreational hunting and what fishing. What did you buy your license? All the like fun. 1920? 19. Uh, uh, I, if you bought your lifetime he, license. Forgot. Dementia's kicked in. If you bought your lifetime license pre-1998, okay, June of like 1998, you are exempt from new fees. So I bought mine in 92. When I made $26,000 a year, I spent $1,000 on my lifetime license. Okay? So it was a considerable investment. That's back why then. he doesn't care. He's gone to these FWCs and he doesn't care about future fines. He doesn't mind because he ain't got to pay them. <laughs> well, he's got a point. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to. You don't, so if you put in for the lotto for the Goliath Grouper and you win. So you don't have to put the I, ten or the five hundred. Which I, I one? I'm confused. To, I both fees are in recreational licensing fee structure. Both fees are. In the past, they've wanted to charge me the ten, but exempt me from the five hundred. Okay. Um, technically, I could fight them because it is a new fee that's out there, and so I could fight them on it, but. I've I've been willing 
for many years to pay in in the special opportunity hunt area. It's five dollars. Okay. I would look at it this way. I would. I'll give you fifty bucks. You go buy uh, five chances at the lottery, and if you win five of the Goliath groupers yeah. and don't pay them a dime for it, oh my gosh, we're gonna have a heyday with that. Seriously. Well, there is a number of people that I know that uh, I would have to organize some people to, to for application processes. No, that so. would be nice. That would that'll that'll teach them. That'll be nice. Well, and so but, if, if you want to make it a thousand dollars, I'm okay coming out the well, gate. With yeah, of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had your money, I'd burn mine, Bill. <laughs> I'd have to ask you this though: why? Why in the world, and I know that That's something you won't hear anywhere else. Why in the world do they make it so complicated when it comes to uh, making the rules about fishing? I mean, like with redfish. Let's just take that. Why don't we just make it simple, stupid, the way that that Vince looks at the world? Yeah. I, I should open up the book and go, okay, I really can't catch this. It's not because of season plus scale plus, you know, doing math. You get two redfish and you go home. You get that's two it. redfish and that's it. Doesn't matter if it's 42 inches or 14 inches. You got two redfish in the cooler, you're done. You go home. And uh, why wouldn't you do that? Why would you be able to do that? Well, because people will be out there catching fish all day and they won't uh, they won't stop till they get two 40-inch redfish. And then, uh, you know, you're taking the breeders out. This, uh, not everybody wants a 40-inch. They want a couple of reds, take them home, throw them on the grill. And we're done. 22-inch red, I'm a happy boy. Same thing with the Goliath grouper. If you go in and you put in your $10 lotto thing and you pay $100 for a tag, diving or hook and line, you get one Goliath grouper. Doesn't matter if it's 60 inches, 24 inches, or 600 pounds, you're done. You got your one fish, they got your fin clip, you got your biological whatever it is in their stomach, and you're done. In why is it, why isn't it that ever that easy? Seriously, if you, if you ever want to get into marine fisheries, it is the most complicated. Redfish, redfish are are easier than some species because basically you're dealing with inland, inland, you know, FWC state waters things. When you get the feds involved and the Gulf Council involved, and uh, you know, listen here, Fetty boy, it, it's it is just so crazy. This the Gulf Council creates an allocation based upon all kinds of things. Then they separate that allocation between recreational and commercial and for hire, and it, it just it is the most complicated infighting group of people. And then you have different species. Redfish are 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 all you target in redfish are the juvenile fish. Okay. Then you turn around, you have other species where you protect the juveniles at all costs, and you can only target the older ones, the, the yeah. medium ones, yeah, or the top ones. Yeah, top of the class. I mean, well, I, I never could understand that, and I think that, as I've pointed out before, I think it takes good people and turns them into poachers. I really do. I think it takes people who go, you know what, screw you, I'm going to keep these two redfish and I'm going home and I'm going to eat them. And it happens every day. It happens every day. And, you know, a lot of people uh, will skirt the law, do whatever they have to do to, to get them home and do what they got to do. But I never could understand why they make it so complicated. And I'm, and I'm serious. And you make it more complicated when you say that everybody is a stakeholder. 
If you don't own a fishing license, if you don't own a saltwater fishing license, then really you should be on the back of the train. I mean, you should have the last word in what's going on out there in the water. If you're a recreational diver, sure, you can have your input in there when it comes to that. But, you know, Mary Jane, you know, Rottencrotch that's sitting over there in West Palm Beach that moved here from England 16 years ago, you know, she doesn't want you to do it because... Because she doesn't want you hurting the fish in the first place. She should have no say, like you said. None. If you don't have a license, period. Well, she, and, has, she has no stake in the game whatsoever. Uh, and she our, can't be a stakeholder. For, Seriously. For the, for the little old lady in England who doesn't want you to catch a fish, I, I don't necessarily disagree. She's not a user of this, this system. But for the people who are dive operators and, and everything, I, I do put them straight in that wheelhouse of, of being stakeholders. <clears throat> then find something else to look at. You know, I mean, uh, I guarantee you that if I go over to West Palm Beach and I go to go dive to the bottom of West Palm Beach, you know what I'm looking for? It ain't Goliath Grouper. I'm looking for gold doubloons or something like that on the bottom, <laughs> all those Spanish galleons. That's what I'm going to do. Get my butt down there where, uh, exactly. where the Atosha went underwater. Uh, let's look for that. Hey, you want to look at these Goliath Groupers? Yeah, yeah, I really don't. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, big fish. There's Woo-hoo. three ships down there with gold. You're darn right. I know kind of where they're at. Kind of. <laughs> Put my ass on the gold. That's where I want to be. <laughs> but you have to pay a fee for that. Hey, hey, you know what? But if you find it, it's not yours. I'll work on <laughs> right? that. If they want to check my bathing suit bottoms, they're more than welcome to. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. <laughs> is that a gold bar? <laughs> 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 Brought to you by Brandon Ford. Uh, we're gonna take a. Is that, can I eat a donut in this break? Okay. All right. So we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. You got two donuts. Don't even try. Braden Vince, Bill George, <laughs> and Slick hanging out with you this morning on this beautiful Saturday morning. A little steamy out there. It's going to have a little rain happening uh, this morning. I think we got a quick shower here at the studio while we were yabbing around checking the AccuWindow weather forecast. AccuWindow. <laughs> <Yeah>. AccuWindow. <laughs> it looks, uh, looks kind of wet out there, and... Uh, but that's going to be passing through because we're apparently going to have a nice little uh, cold front or cool front or uh, non-warm front, drying front that's going to be pushing through I tomorrow. I cannot wait. I I know. I'm so I'm so done. I'm, I'm hoping so that done. right behind whatever this is that it's not windy and breezy. I'm supposed to be out on the water tonight hunting an alligator. Uh, you should be all right. Well, you might get a little bit. So, who, ca- who cares about your feelings? We want cold air. Dang it. Oh, I don't mind a little coolness out there. We want it to feel. Uh, just, you don't, know. just don't wear shorts and a t-shirt. I, I, I turn around. <laughs> I'm, there'll be a a uh, guy there with a camera tonight filming it. So, well, that like means you'll be uh, you'll be in your finest uh, finery. Did, did finest you, wait, hold shirt. on. Did you tell them what to wear? Did I tell? Them? No. You these people. It, these people have a clue. Oh. Well. So they're not going to show up in flip-flops and uh, bikini bottoms and all that kind of stuff? They may. Oh, okay. Well, well, good luck tonight. It should be a a pretty nice little night. If it calms down, it'll be be a good night for you. I'm hoping to be done before dark. Well, that'll be a good one. 
I'm hoping that the uh, Farmer's Almanac is going to be accurate this year because they're actually predicting an extremely brutal winter again. We may even get a few of those Arctic uh, tundra. We can't have that. They'll close down snook and redfish again. That's what I'm worried about. Exactly <laughs> right there. Oh my gosh. There's, there's the winter freeze is so we, bad. We got cold weather coming. What was it called? Winter vortex. Polar vortex. Vor- Pol- <laughs> yes, that's it. Polar vortex. We might be getting a few more this year, and hopefully they'll push down through. You know what, though? But we need one. <clears throat> we haven't had one in, what, two, three years? It hasn't really, really, I mean, knocked down stuff. I mean, there were certain times of year where you're literally going, well, we can go out and look at forward to next month because there won't be any uh, no seams or mosquitoes around. And, well, uh, when that happens, we need to go down south. If it gets cold down there, we can catch iguanas out of the trees. Hey, iguanas out of the trees. Yeah, when they freeze, they freeze big and they fall out of the tree. Vince, Vince is going to have a I competition. I they taste like chicken. They do. Everybody gets a net, and your job is to try to pick which one's going to fall and be under it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the numbers. You know which one's going to fall? The one that I put that little small 22 short into. That's the one that's going to fall out of the tree. Guaranteed. Yeah, we're going to test your. You're gonna, we're going to test right. your casting skills. Be like. Uh, cast nothing. It's easier to hit him with a bullet. But it's Car- more fun to cast him and hook him. Carlos. Just shoot him, kill him, get it over with. Gosh. Carlos is a little crazy because I've been invited to go down and do that. And we just, I haven't been able to slow down in my life long enough to go do it. Are you going back down uh, to your secret spot for ducks this year? Are you going to go a little later? Or I, what? I, I do hey. believe I'll make a trip down to Everglades Adventures and uh, hey. be there with uh, Captain Mark Clemens. Hey. Is he doing dove hunts while he's oh, down yeah. there? Is he's he? going to be doing, not early dove, he's going to be doing the regular. How much does he charge for a dove hunt down there? I'm just curious. I, I don't know, but from what Take I understand guess. right now. 50 bucks? I'll, $25? I'll $10? $225. Why don't you ask right now? You got a cell phone? When when you turn around and you're loaded, you don't need to even ask the price. I saw a place. <laughs> saw, well, then this shouldn't shock you. I saw I saw a post on one of them, uh, a place in Central Florida, offering them on a private ranch out there two hundred bucks a gun. A gun? Yeah. So two hundred dollars a gun, which means per what? person per shooter. So what? I'm thinking. $200, man, to go out there and drive. It's an hour and a half away. It's going to cost me a tank of gas uh, these days, which, uh, depending on what you drive, could be well over $100. And then uh, 200 bucks to show there, and you walk away with 15 birds max. I mean, dude, well, the math just does not work. We could go get some ducks over here. They may yeah. not be the best ducks, but we can get hey, some ducks. Why are we going what? back on these Muscovy ducks? Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> I bet you we could talk to Toby at some point. He probably could take one Muscovy duck breast, find a way to plug it, and create double oh. breasts out of Muscovy ducks. Knowing Toby, yeah, he's got some kind of secret backwoods a recipe Indian or whatever. recipe or something. Yeah. But I think he's mad at me. No, he's not. He's been busy. No, I think he's mad at me. I did that post last night on our Facebook page. We're going to talk about a little later on the challenge that I, I brought in for you, Bill George. Okay. And, uh, of course, he gets on there with his old uh, country wisdom type thing. He goes, yeah, all that stuff is made for is to take your money. You don't bring no damn deer in here. You want to find a persimmon tree or an oak tree, and, and that's how you do it. And I'm like, yeah, well, not everybody has a persimmon tree or an oak tree on their property. <laughs> and, and regardless of that, they don't 
a persimmon and an, an acorns don't give deer the essential minerals that they need to produce the antlers that you're looking for. If they did, we'd have deer in Florida that look like they came from Ohio. Toby, you got a call. Well, 888 Well, he, know, he at, knows I'm right. At some point, I will be looking to plant a bunch of, like, persimmon trees or something. Yeah, but that's uh, an attractant. I understand that. But uh, I tell you what, go give your kids a, a diet of persimmons, acorns, and uh, palmetto berries, and let's see what kind of weight they gain. You got re- to read this in your Toby voice. Why? Because <laughs> he just uh, messaged me. <laughs> I turned around. And my brother, they just had four wood ducks uh, go right by the tree stand. So so now we're answering, well, as it says, come a soaking rain, so waiting on the skinny. Oh, that was uh, last night when he killed the hog. His Toby voice sounds a lot like his Braden voice. Yeah. No, nah, it's a little different. Well, he goes, well, I'm not going to start. He goes, I'll say dang it. Dang it, man. Forgot my earbuds. Can't listen this time. Tell the boys good morning, and y'all kill it today. I'll stick one, and I'll call you from the blind. So he ain't listening anyway. But he's thinking about us. No, he's out hunting. That's what he's doing. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's been on a killing streak lately, man. That boy's putting some stuff down. Killed, you know, Toby's the kind of guy that I like because he doesn't come out of the woods empty-handed. And that's the way I was taught when I was a kid. You walk in with a 410, you got a pocket full of squirrel shot, you got a couple of slugs, and, you know, maybe some buckshot for something in between. And so that way you never come out of the woods empty-handed. You got a couple of squirrels, maybe a rabbit, maybe a he hog, was, he maybe was telling a turkey. Me he sat there last Saturday for 18 hours. Yeah, but he walked out with two hogs. <laughs> he was deer hunting, but he killed two hogs, and then he went back out and he shot a buck. That he did. So uh, the man walks out of there with groceries. Every week, no matter what it is. And if he don't kill it, he'll find a couple of mushrooms and go, I wonder if he can eat these damn things. <laughs> And then we don't hear from him for that a week. Feels or, funny. Yeah, we don't, we don't hear from him for a week or two. <laughs> hey, man, I was in the clouds for a week, and uh, now I'm back. All right, we come back second hour. We're going to start off the show with toilet paper talk. It's going to be a good <laughs> oh, one. Oh boy! Wait a minute, you'll have to chime in on this one, Slick. They teach you what to use in the military, don't they? They may. Okay, we're going to take a break. Second hour is right around the corner. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be back.